That was an interesting right, little lag between <laughs> my record and your record. So we'll see how that all lines up at the end of the day. Should, should we do like a hand clap like here? Like one, two, three, clap. Oh, shit. But, but we didn't clap at the same time anyway. So well, you know what? I'll, I'll figure it out. That's why I'm the best in the business. Uh, okay. That's right. All right. So I have a couple, uh, of, cons- I have a couple of concerns. What are you rawing about? Uh-oh. Well, I'm, I'm, you have concerns. Yes. I'm concerned that you're concerned. No, no, here are my concerns. So I'm ill prepared for today's episode. And I'm wondering if we should almost completely flip it. Well, all right, caveat. I'm ill prepared and I have lots of angry thoughts right now. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oh, good. Actually, I have a list and I want to play a word association with you since you're kind of riled up and angry. So I'm going to give you a word or two and you give me a word or two and that's it. Okay. Okay. But before we do that, I also want to propose that since I am ill-prepared and apparently you have show material that we completely flip the script and I say, Kevin, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, I like it. (laughs) Okay. Well, Bob. <laughs> All right. So okay. let's pretend that I didn't say that. And uh, so it sounds like um, since I have no preparation, you have preparation, we're probably ready to get right into things. Is that true? That's then le- true. Then let's do it. You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Beatty Bar and Kevin Gisheski. Each week, we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. And more weeks than not, we're joined by special guests to add additional perspective to our topics. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found on virtually any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Hey, Kevin, what are we talking about today? Well, Bob, I'm glad you asked. Uh, today, we're going to do a little word association, and then we're going to kind of do a little thought experiment about um, recording, and that's kind of, I'll just leave it loose like that, and uh, we'll just kind of go back and forth there, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'll probably meander through the different topics and whatnot, so uh, that's what I think we'll be doing today. Uh, what do you what do you think? Well, since I'm ill-prepared, I should drink. So here we go. This is for our listeners at home. Hopefully that was oh, a little that sounded good. ASMR for everyone or whatever that acronym is for freaky audio things that kids do these days. So nice. um, so since it was your first time doing the audio intro, um, I'm Bob and you are... Oh, yeah, and I'm Kevin, and I forgot to do that. Dang it. See, that's why you're the best in business, Bob. It's okay, man. It's a tough gig. the other guy. Bob and the other guy show. (laughs) All right, so let's just do a little starter here. Um, Do a little word word association, if I can even say that word. So I'll say a word or two, like a phrase, and then I just want a real short, succinct reaction word or phrase back so basically the first thing that comes into my mind yeah so if i say hot dog you might say wiener (laughs) there you go okay (laughs) see all right so the first uh phrase here is i hope they're all that easy folding phones 
complete waste of time. All right. I can't disagree with that. Blockchain. Uh, was I supposed to, am I supposed to elaborate more? I mean. Nope. You tell nope. me. Okay. Oh, I, I, I see a theme. So you said blockchain for those listening and following along at home. And uh, I'm going to go with complete waste of time. <laughs> okay. You're two for two with that <laughs> response. Okay. I did uh, mention the in the one, open that I am angry. So here we go. Yeah, this is good. This is, this is great <laughs> podcasting material. All right. The next one is AI slash machine learning. Frightening. Ooh, very good. All right. The next one is tech patents. Oh, boy. Tech patents. You got to do it fast, Bob. I know, but the first thing that it. came to my mind was complete blank. So obviously I've never filed for any. Um, I don't necessarily believe how uh, enforceable they are. So I'm going to go back to my standby, complete waste of time. <laughs> All right. The we're going to loop, lo- loop back and discuss these, right? Uh, certainly. Oh, okay. uh, m- military and tech companies. End times. Okay. Facebook. <laughs> End times. <laughs> Social media. Signs of the end times. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and rewind, and we can kind of go through some of these here. And then I've got another kind of juicier topic we can maybe get into on the right side of this conversation. So let's go back to folding phones. I believe you said, uh, what was it again you said? A uh, complete of waste of time. Complete waste of time. So <laughs> I was, I was can watching I, can some Can I add YouTube. some follow-up? You, oh, so were you watching yeah. the same YouTube that I was today? I don't know. Did, it had to, I don't know. Maybe. Did you, did you hear Alex and Joe talking about folding phones uh, by any chance? No. I, well, I was listening to that episode, but I must have missed that particular portion. So lay it on me. So, uh... One of our, I don't know, it's not podcast inspiration, just kind of general inspiration for me, Joe Rogan. Uh, he is friends with Alex Jones, very polarizing figure, controversial. And uh, Joe decided to invite him back on the podcast today. They talked about all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but one of the things that they talked about, Alex believes that there's aliens all around us and there have been for decades, if not centuries. And uh, he has proof, Alex Jones has proof that... Uh, that uh, there's blueprints and all kinds of information about uh, space aliens and folding uh, video screen technologies and uh, artificial intelligence uh, headsets been around since oh. the 70s. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So they did talk about folding technology today. <laughs> so basically, anything we think we just invented is actually alien technology that we've had for decades. First of all, that guy's batshit crazy. Second of all... um. There's some compelling stuff about technology and stuff being withheld, if I can partially wear my tinfoil hat, but folding cell phones have no value to me whatsoever. So, sorry. And they weren't invented in the 70s. Probably not. And if they were, they were a complete waste of time then as well. So, you know, if if you rewind to the phone, take the folding out, the original phone didn't even have a screen at one point in time. At one point in time, we decided to put a screen on a phone and call it a cell phone, I suppose. Though not because of the screen, because that would have been a little L 
CD screen. Anyway, so now somehow, some reason, we need folding phones, which we've had before. I offer you the Motorola StarTac and a variety of other what we call feature phones. Well, I heard the Razer is coming back as a foldable screen phone. We, we can't forget the Razer. <laughs> I think everyone had a Razer <laughs> who was anybody. So, so I see a utility in folding phones, but... I don't see a utility in a folding screen. So if I were to say, Bob, I have a new folding television that you're going to put on your wall, you would say? When would I fold it after I originally unfold it? (laughs) All right. So a folding phone screen might only be useful when I need to fold it, which is, I guess, when I want to put it in my pocket or something like that, right? I mean, I'm just... Just thinking out loud here. I guess if it folds, you're going to put it in your pocket folded. I just, oh, God. Okay. I, I, I just don't, I, what problem are we solving is what I'm trying to get to. Damn, what problem? Damn kids do not need folding phones. I, don't, I really don't. Nah. What is the problem? You tell me. What are those problems? Well, the problem is, is we don't have a problem, which is the problem. So... I think, <laughs> did you follow that one? Everyone at home, you might need some paper. I just did the so, mind blown emoji in real life. And, you know, I think we do this in programming sometimes and we call this pre-optimization, you know, when we want to scold each other for doing something, you know, ahead of time when you don't really need it yet. We call it Yagni. You ain't going to need it. So what problem are we solving or are we just going... Ooh, I want to be to market first to this thing that might be useful. I mean, this is like putting a a, a screen on your vacuum cleaner. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, cool, awesome. But but do we? Why? You know, do we need that? Well, all right. So before I make my next statement, since uh, I've deemed you the driving personality of the episode, uh, can you drop in the disclaimer here? Yes, uh, the thoughts and opinions of the Bob and Kevin show um, are solely the thoughts of Bob and Kevin and not their current, former, or prospective future employers. And really, we say this so we just don't get in trouble. So, HR, thanks a lot. All right, back to you, Bob. That was fucking perfect. Um, So, (laughs) something that I often tell my team or remind my team is that just because we can doesn't necessarily mean we should. Folding phones, I, I, I feel like that fits. Yeah, I, again, what, what, I mean, I'm sitting here with a really smart guy on the other end here going, what the hell problem are we solving here? And I can't think of one. Is, uh, I mean, okay, and let's just spitball. We're in the R&D department, and we're going, hey, guys, these screens are getting really big on the phones, and I will agree. Yes, these, these screens are getting bigger. But does a bigger screen on your phone differ somehow from an iPad and what do, what does an iPad offer me that I can't really get my phone in just a smaller form fact I just don't see there's like you know when when Apple's like well we we have something that fits in between a MacBook and an iPad Pro and we call it the whatever yeah I get that but I just don't see a need here at all so anyway I think I, just thought I'd I think perhaps you just identified the problem so there's a so we've reached what nine inch screens on cell phones right now. Is that kind of what they've maxed out at? Nine. Six point nine, maybe seven. I think it's six point nine. So not nine inches. 
So we've got okay. a, we've got a six point nine inch cell phone or six point one inch or whatever it is. It's somewhere in that ballpark. So the gap between the largest cell phone and the medium sized tablet, there's some there's some real estate there. So obviously you can't stick a tablet anywhere near your pocket or your purse because they are too big. But we could give you as a consumer a foldable cell phone that could actually replace your tablet. Now, follow along here just for a couple seconds. Couple, indulge me for a couple more seconds. So we've reached darn near close to market saturation with cell phones and tablets, I would argue. Um, so this might be a disruption, making air quotes, disruption to take your tablet for the time being and obsolesce it, like make it obsolete by having your foldable cell phone. Now, three years from now, they're going to be like, oh shit, that was a mistake. Foldable cell phones, what are we going to add a second fold to it now? No, no. We're just going to bring back <laughs> tablets. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to call it the rigid screen phone or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, do we really need more people sitting in board meetings with bigger distractions than they already have now? Do we need teenagers walking in the out in public or even non anyone walking in public staring at their phone while they walk these zombie armies of texting and in interactive people? No, I don't think we need these. I think we need less. Gosh, I sound like such an old man. I think we need less stuff like this. Damn kids and your and folding more... cell phones. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Where's my flying car? You can keep your damn folding phone. There's the truth right there. Take, get rid of the phone. I want flying cars. Yeah. yeah. How many, how many f stupid technologies can I uh, trade in for my flying car? Okay. Speaking of stupid technologies, actually, <laughs> I don't want to prejudice the jury. Blockchain. So I saw <laughs> overstock.com wants to become, or they are becoming... A blockchain company and they're getting out of e-commerce. What the hell? This is this is like McDonald's saying, you know what, guys? Burgers, we done the burger thing. Blockchain, that's where it's at. I feel like that's a jump the shark tank moment when a giant online retailer who's obviously making a couple bucks, I don't think they're in financial distress, right? They say that we're going to get rid of our revenue model I don't even well, think they know what that means to become a blockchain company. I don't. What the fuck they, does that mean? They are losing money in, in the oh, in the e, okay. e Taylor game. So, but how do you go to your shareholders and your investors? Or I don't even know if they're public. You definitely have investors at Overstock. How do you go to them? And say, Guys, hey, I'm the CEO, and we've just decided that whole you know buy stuff online thing. Yeah, it's just. It's just tough. Um, we want to do this blockchain thing. And hell, you and I are moderately educated on blockchain. But how do you explain that to an investor to go, hey, old person or young per person who's probably not expecting to get a blockchain pitch because you invested in an e-commerce company? This is the direction we're going. What do you think? Well, do you think it's just like a, an investor money grab? Because I don't even know what the deliverable is for we're now a blockchain company. Who are they selling blockchain technology to? And how are they going to... I just don't get it. IBM 
says they're a blockchain company, but they do a shit ton of other stuff other than blockchain. So what have, but if we take crypto and set that aside, have we found a good use case for blockchain yet in this known universe? I don't even know if crypto is a good use case for it because <laughs> I don't know about your uh, portfolio and wallet, but mine's looking pretty shitty these days. I have like point and a lot of zeros and then a small number of Bitcoin and it amounts to like $9 US. At least that was like a few months ago. So it's probably like less now. Yeah. I've never so, yeah, once I looked at like... my crypto wallet and said, thank God for blockchain. Keeping track of this, <laughs> keeping track of this hundred dollars of mine. <laughs> well, and I saw another headline today that it's, you know, something to the effect of will blockchain solve government inefficiencies? I'm like, no, blockchain's and not going to solve that, anything. It's going to melt the planet. And besides that, the 51% attack, you know, somebody gains control of the nodes. You can determine what, what truth is from a digital standpoint. Nope. That transaction didn't happen. Wow, and we you were know, talking so about like, controlling the truth last week, and we didn't even bring up blockchain. That's pretty impressive. Uh, for anybody who missed last week's episode, uh, the Flat Earth is the title of it, and apparently that is one of the best clickbait titles of all time. Our, uh, yes, na- totally. our now-defunct YouTube channel that just houses uh, audio uploads of this podcast because we just decided to keep that enabled. Uh, it was one of our... Uh, gangbusters uh youtube episodes last week and it even had like six comments which is crazy and i have breaking news bob um <laughs> and just like overstock went from e-tailer to crypto company the bob and kevin show is going from tech talk to paranormal and <laughs> bigfoot and shit like that dude talk. you know i'm just all in after co- watching that conspiracy uh, joe, theories yep, after watching joe oh so <laughs> that joe rogan episode got even better because guess who showed up an hour and 30 minutes in eddie bravo he did <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look it up. Look into it. <laughs> oh man, him and Alex going at it. Whoo. That's crazy on crazy on crazy oh right there. Gosh. I I was on overload. I, I I mean, everyone these days is so wants to believe that a conspiracy is the reason that the world has turned wacky. And I think the wackier the world gets, the more susceptible people are like, yes. They, they are out to get you. They are making money. I'm thinking, who's they? Well, I worked for the government. I think you no. stumbled. I think you, you put the nail on the head. Uh, it's, it's money. It's not they, it's the money. So anybody who's making money is obviously cheating the system. I think that's what conspiracies are all based on. I don't know. I don't know all where right, the money is of- with Flat Earth, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> Well, apparently, if you go talk at conferences, maybe you get to become this select. Maybe it's an ego like thing. Who knows? All right. Speaking of dark times, AI and machine learning. You, what was your word association here? Was it end of I days? Think, I think it's, I think I said the end times when you said that. <laughs> oh no, I said uh, terrifying for that one. That's what I said for that one. And then the next two were end of days. I still think um, we're into. AI and machine learning are just buzzwords in marketing. And if we, if those things ever actually get put into like military applications or determining whether or not your, your passport gets, you know, 
you know, accepted. The reason I picked passport, by the way, because the State Department um, screwed up one of my kids' passport applications uh, this week, and they required of him five documents from at least five years ago, things like your draft card, your driver's license, and this person would have been under the age of 13 at during those times. So thank you, government. Um, please just keep dumb humans behind the wheel. There you go, Bob. That's and right. travel's definitely on his radar, right? Um, yes. So we had to call the State Department several times. And then they're like, oh, yeah, oops. Yeah, here's your passport. So um, I don't know. I just Well, at least I, they said, oops, and here's your passport. So that's good. Yeah. So it was a happy ending. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Tech headline. That, one, that, was, that, was, that was a Patriots headline there. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Freudian slip. <laughs> moving on. Oh, okay. The next one I got is tech patents. I read another headline that said BlackBerry is suing Twitter for things like push notifications and things like that. And BlackBerry sued Facebook for similar things last year. BlackBerry, what has happened to you? Clearly, you need a folding phone. Oh, I think, say God, I think they already tried the folding phone. They just need to fucking go the way of Internet Explorer, just pack up their shit and go home. Um that's the, like in the phone industry that's a whole thing too it's like hey we're gonna sue you because you have a sliding unlock button it's like come on ux is not infinite first of all and push notifications blackberry is gonna try to like save their bottom line by suing somebody over uh something that's used almost ubiquitously now throughout web technology period so right now in the hardware game, we've got Huawei, we've got Samsung and Apple all suing the snot out of each other for different reasons, for patent reasons. But I don't even know, is there an international patent office? I mean, I know there's one in each country, but do you know, is there like an international one clearly run by Alex Jones or somebody, but. Oh, that's where we need these damn interns because that would be something great for them to tell us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And oh, that's a good thing. Bob, you want to plug an intern job for the Bob and Kevin show? You got to do it on the spot. Hey there. Are you looking for an exciting job opportunity where you get to work with two on air professionals helping guide and direct the outcome of every weekly episode? Well, do we have an opportunity for you? Just send us your name and a brief bio to at Bob and Kevin show on Twitter. Uh, you can even email us, but uh, that would be one of the things we need an intern for because I can't remember our damn email address. It's probably like Bob or Kevin, not the all one word. You can say Kevin at Bob and Kevin show dot Kevin Bob and Kevin dot show or wow, bam. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Just hit us up on Bob, Twitter. What? If you're interested in that job, we're looking for interns today. Get all kinds of experience and what other uh What's that credit that you get for doing nice things? Karma? Karma, yes. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a trick question? Apply so Bob, today. What is the job? Can you explain it or, sh or should I expound on You know on what? It? I just did the bullshit radio ad. You can, okay. you can explain. So basically, we, and this is actually quasi-serious, and this is a totally oh, unpaid Oh, no, it's super thing. serious. Okay, super serious. <laughs> uh, we basically want somebody to come on the show with us and fact check us in real time and tell us we're crazy, 
we're on point. Bob is totally schooling Kevin and Kevin doesn't know what he's talking about or vice versa. And we thought it'd be kind of fun. Just an interesting show dynamic. So if you think you can um, keep us in line, maybe handle, you know, social media all one or two mentions in the course of a year uh you you should apply anyway all right and now back to your show so we left off at uh what did we leave off at patents international patent office so you know I, i i get pissed because somebody owns the patent for something stupid like a mouse click so every mouse click that somebody does in the world uh, they owe me a royalty or they create a device that allows mouse clicking or the concept you owe me a royalty. So there's got to be some sort of way to tell frivolous crap from the non-frivolous crap. Anyway, I just hate tech patents. I think I think we should just get rid of them free for all. Yeah. Yep. I think I said they were a waste of time. OK. All right. Speaking of waste of time, this topic. Moving on, okay. <laughs> military and tech companies. So, well, this um, is in relation I... to the Google thing, right? Google Maps and the military. Yes, but that was Act One. Now there's at least an Act Two. Microsoft has a little revolt going on internally as well, and apparently there's some sort of Hololens technology being developed, and I think it's based on like. I don't know. We're just going to go with HoloLens. This is why we need an intern to figure out what that actually means. Well, no, I think but, of that is along drone strike technology. So you have remote soldiers who are dialed in with 3D uh, virtual reality technology, and they could, in theory, they could direct uh, bots, avatars, if you will, to do their bidding from thousands of miles away, just like drone strikes. Yeah. And so having worked in the information technology part of the military, I mean, everyone, soldiers need computers with operating systems. So I, I, you know, there's a line where it's like, yes, I'm supporting the country to help the defense of my country. For me, the crossover point is weapons. It's when you start, if you're a company that wants to build weapons and there's plenty of them, that's great. But I don't know that our Silicon Valley and or our Microsofts of the world should really be in that game. What say you? Well, this goes back to a topic that we talk about all the time. And it's just because we're making weapons. I mean, our data can be weaponized against us with the 23andMe's and all this other kind of bullshit. So I don't necessarily believe that, like, I draw the line with government contracts to private entities for any kind of exploitation of civilians. So whether that be like weaponry or, you know, jeopardy, I don't, I I don't agree. So being in, so I wasn't a frontline soldier. I was, I was in theater, as we say, I was in Iraq and a few places, got my share of um, guard duty, uh, getting mortars lobbed at me while I slept, things like that. But at the end of the day, I was running communication systems that use Microsoft technologies, you know, Cisco routers, you know, things like that. So, it, you know, we can take commercial equipment and use it for military application, but they really weren't directly made for that purpose. And I think that, you know, our, our Silicon or our tech companies should 
not make purpose-built military gear. I think commercial equipment that happens to be used by the military, sure. But if you want to make purpose-built military equipment, you should become a defense contractor. And when employees come work for you, that's what they know they're doing. Because if I go work for Microsoft and I get assigned to the um, mass bombing raid technology 2000, whatever we call it, just because, hey, you drew the straw, you go work for the thing that kills people. I'm not going to be happy about that. Right. You know, it's kind of a switcheroo. Just saying. Nope. 100% agree. Okay, Bob. Uh, one last topic. So... I thought there were two. Uh, well, this is kind of a bigger topic. Are you ready for the bigger topic? Oh, transition, and, yes. <laughs> and I don't know how long we're going to going to keep this episode, but we'll see where this goes. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that you were sticking to the earlier conversation. Go for it. Yeah. So I was watching a uh, little, uh, was it Michael Cohen, the uh, former fixer for yes. the president today? And one thing he brought up today was he recorded some of his clients and he did for note taking purposes. And in the state of New York, you only have to have one party consent, and it's totally legal. Same thing with Indiana, just one party. I think Illinois, it's two party, but uh, I don't know if you know the, the local laws Would there. not shock me because we are a highly corrupt state, so two party, was prob- <laughs> two party is probably the rule. So with the ability to record one-sided, I, th- I think this next question you will, you'll see the parallels. Should you be able to amass data on somebody without their consent and just have a stockpile? Meaning, Bob, I, I've been actually recording all your facial interactions with my technology that I've created on as a Zoom plugin and all your mannerisms. And um, I, I made deals with all the app uh, apps that are on your phone and I connect, they have, they use my SDK to send me data about you and I'm just putting it on my server back here. That's all I'm doing. And, uh, let's just start there. Should, should I be able to do that? No. Um, and two things. So you're not using the data now. You're just putting it on your server, but that opens you up to a breach, which puts that information in the hands of somebody else. And the second thing is, is someone's going to come and write a big check to you with a bunch of zeros at the end, and your moral fiber is quickly going to crumble, and you're going to sell that data because you have to buy new server space. So wouldn't you agree this is Facebook's model? Oh, 100%. I mean, I know that I have did start the episode by saying I'm angry today, so this is going to totally pepper my response but typically i am like yeah i agree to the terms of service and i know that all my shit's getting collected but today i'm pretty angry about that (laughs) so uh so we're pretty sure facebook this is just like a tuesday at facebook right so but think about transunion experian equifax the credit bureaus they've been doing this since probably i don't know three, four, five, I don't know how long they've been amassing your financial history on you and and me and everybody else here in America, but they've already been doing this for years, except guess what? They suck at it compared to Facebook. Facebook is like really good at it. Well, and that's what we were talking about last week too. It's only going to take one of those checks with a handful of zeros 
for Facebook to own that credit reporting data. And then all of a sudden, we are looking very much like China with the financial totally. reporting. So guess what, Bob? What? I haven't created... What, Kevin? I, what, Kevin? <laughs> I have not created a server where I'm storing a bunch of information on you or anyone else. But for the, uh, the trope that I'm trying to do here, so let's say I have one. And you come to me and say, hey, Kevin, I've, I've, I heard you have this information on me. Can I see it? Should I be compelled to show it to you? Well, whether you show it to me or not, I mean, you can totally show it to me. And you can even say you're giving it to me. But I have no way of knowing that you're giving it to me. All right. I give you what I what I know and maybe good faith, you know, because I've I've run a SQL search and I said, there you go. Not knowing there might be two other clusters that I didn't search or there's file system that I don't know about. And then you look at the data and you look at the data and go, hey, this isn't right. You say I I like uh, pink ponies and I really like purple ponies. And uh, should you be able to compel me to change my data? I suppose by tools that the software probably already gives you, you could go in and change it. From oh, we don't, we don't have any. We don't have any tools. We just have data right oh. now. Well, I guess you should be able to contest your own data, but but could you get it changed? That's gonna. But that's gonna take time and money on my part, right. Bob. So I'm just gonna tell you, no. I could see that being a possibility. I mean, as right. a regular behavior, doesn't necessarily saying I'm saying it's right or wrong. That that's the whole gray area right now. It's like once my activity occurs and there's data collection points based on my activity, who owns that data? Is it mine? Right. And, and is it mine because it was based on you, my activity, or is it yours because you collected it? And think of it like the credit bureau. How many times do we worry that the credit bureau gets the wrong information? Oh, they so-and-so didn't report that I paid on time. Now I have a delinquency. When you, you have the check in your hand going, no, 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 it's right here. Dude, I will, Guess what? I will one better you <laughs> Uh-oh. on that. Hit me. On that. Um, so as some listeners may or may not know, uh, I have a failed business, Malicious Think Tank, uh, and it's a great name, by the way. It's a great name. It could have been a great company, but I am just not that guy. Um, but so through that uh, experiment, there were some uh, not made payments to the fine government of the United States of America. And uh, I am on a payment plan. And so I pay them on a regular basis. This is kind of like my student loan story, but this is a business story. And uh, so I make regular payments to the United States government and all electronic through my bank. So I have an outstanding record with them. But when an electronic payment is made to the outstanding government of the United States of America, they take a paper transaction from the electronic transaction. And then they scan that and they put some numbers wherever their machine or human being stamps those numbers and then they scan it into their system. And so I have more than one payment throughout the years where they say that the payment has not been received and I send them confirmation from my bank and they have no backing evidence other than to say that they have not received it even though I have their cancellation record on the back of the my scanned copy of the transaction. 
It's your government in action right there. That is my government in action, not in space action, but in action. All right. (laughs) So so obviously you can see where I'm drawing a parallel here. If, if someday the social China, social media or, or currency or whatever we're calling that. And then, or Facebook has this, these facts about you that they are no, that, I mean, they're not checking to make sure their records are correct. They just are massing data. No, Facebook fact checks nothing. <laughs> okay, so Bob, next step. So we're going through the CRUD operations here. Kind of like, so if you come to me and say, hey, Kevin, I heard you have this information. I demand you delete it. Even though you don't have an account with me, it's my information that I got on my own about you, Bob. You don't have an account with me. Can you demand that I delete it? That's a really interesting question because then when you take and you think about like Experian and the other credit reporting, do they have some kind of obligation to other entities like that they have to keep that information on me? Like that's a whole nother thing. Because it's financial, maybe. So that's where it kind of breaks down a little bit because it's financial. So maybe and like healthcare, maybe that's different. But if we were to say, you know what, Facebook's got a... I don't know what we call them, shadow profile. We got to make it sound conspiratorial. A shadow profile on on me because I'm no longer on their platform. But they still have your data. And they're still getting fresh data because you still use an Android device with all those apps. And I'm 100% sure that you are correct. So can I go to Facebook and say, hey, stop and delete what you have? What's the, well, if I do that, Bob, what do you think Zuckerberg is going to tell me? I don't know, but I would love for you to do it so we have something to talk about later because <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> my guess is they're going to be like, huh, what? And then it's just going to go into the the dead file. But this is I, a big deal. No, I'll get the standard. We just want to connect people. And then Cheryl Sandberg will give me that like head tilt and look <laughs> right into the camera and be like, we're, no, we are. We're just trying to connect people here. We, we are, we are nice. We're not the bad people here. In fact, you asking us to delete it makes you to, you sound like you don't want to connect, Kevin. Is that really what you're asking us to? Yes, that is exactly what I'm asking you, Cheryl. But this is an important <laughs> conversation because in theory, not even theory, I don't even know why I said in theory, but this could be a wave of change because if, let's say that, let's say that there's seven point whatever billion, are there, are we up to eight billion now? I don't even know what the... Um, I don't know. I ran out of fingers and toes way long ago. Let's say it's 10 billion. Out of 10 billion people on the planet, if 5 billion of those are on Facebook and 2.5 billion of those want Facebook to get rid of all the data that they have on them and cease tracking it, that's a disruption. That's a giant shift. And... I feel like if enough people were educated, they would demand that. So we've determined that all this is probably legal, right? I mean, would you agree that I can collect data on you, Bob? I can keep what I think is true and not true. I can be the I can be the gatekeeper of that. If you say, hey, that's wrong, I can say, oh, well, well that's let's a throw problem, legal in problem. air quotes, though, because it's it's really the wild, wild west still. It is. If it, it's legal only because it's frontier. Yeah. Like if saying, data is the west. new oil, we're in an oil rush right now for data. And we have been for yes. over a decade, but it's still, you know, you've got 
you've got 98% old white guys sitting in our government who don't even understand how to use their freaking, you know, regular flip phones, never mind the bendable screen flip phones, you know. So, so I, I can refuse to edit your information, even if you're like, no, it should be purple, not pink. Right, because it's your and information, like meaning the data holder, not exactly. the person that it's about. Right. Exactly. Because intrinsically, you don't own your data. Zuckerberg's telling you, you own your data. I own my data. But nobody believes that. Well, they say that because you you can download a copy of it, but it doesn't mean it erases it from their data. I can't download a copy of it if I'm not a user anymore. But you did download a copy of it before you bailed. Right. But but what do I, how do I get the information post me Leaving. Well, they're going to say they don't have data post you leaving, but we know that Ooh, they do. Man. See, I will, I will go all in Texas Hold'em style on that conspiracy theory for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All in. <laughs> okay, so I can refuse to delete it. I think that's. And a, then I have. I think wo- that's the title for the episode, by the way. All, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and then, then the last thing I can do is I can sell it. Oh, and they have. I guarantee they have. Or, or no, what I do is I don't sell it necessarily. I, I license you access to it. And you can take it and run right. if you want, that's but what, I won't tell right. you that. That's what they do. They <laughs> license it. Yes. Right. So, Bob, um, I just wanted to share my, oh, my God, like parallels with the credit bureaus. The fact that anyone could just start amassing data on anyone and really Facebook has has shown that it's a viable way to just screw everyone in the world and get rich doing it. Well, so is Google, though. I mean, let's not let them off the hook. Oh, it's true. But I think Facebook's like, like but, Ted Bundy of, <laughs> you know, the Charles Manson of data killing. But Google owns DoubleClick, mining. right? They do. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, all the retargeting. Me, I'm no, I'm no fan of Google. I know Google. You're not going to hire me now. Sorry, Facebook. I actually already turned you down once. <laughs> yes, I get all that. <laughs> I get all that, but I don't. Morally, I feel great. Speaking of which, um, we had a little bet uh, for the weight loss thing, and I made a donation. I haven't set it on air yet, though. Oh, I and, haven't fulfilled any of my obligations at the end of that. So thanks for making me feel like shit. <laughs> no problem, Bob, but you have a beer and I don't. So I think we're even. So, um, so I donated, uh, to the electronic frontier foundation. Hopefully that counts as a, Oh, a thing. that's why you sent that to me. I was like, why are you sending this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was self-evident, but okay. Nope. Now I'm explaining I've been it. super slammed. So, so yeah. All right. So explain the EFF. Um, it's been around for a while. They're based on San Francisco. They're probably corrupt, but they seem to be fairly, uh, uh, good at advocating some of the virtues of privacy. And I thought it was a good show tie in today too, obviously. Oh God. And excellent. I'll, yeah. I'll have a t-shirt and a sticker. So, um, and if you want to, uh, send me a message telling me about how they probably, you know, kill kittens, that's fine. Um, their Wikipedia article had, it was pretty good, but of course, I had one controversial section. You know, I'm like, crap, I already donated. Too late now. Oh, well. There are no pure uh, entities out there. Just keep that in mind. 
All right, Bob, what did we forget? What do we want to talk about? Well, I should probably fess up and say that, yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, Kevin kicked my ass on the weight loss challenge, made his goal. <laughs> um, I owe him a trophy. We still have to figure out what goes on the uh, plaque for the trophy. Um, my wife is super excited that I didn't win because we don't need another piece of stuff to have to figure out how to move later this spring. And uh, so I still have to pick my charity, so I am searching uh, – but yes, I uh, I guess this that was my concession speech. Uh, I don't think we have anything else really left to cover. We, uh, unbeknownst to the team or anybody listening, we uh, we were going to shoot for a thirty minute today, and we're going to make it under forty five. So that's pretty good. Um, Kevin, anything else left to to do today? Since we're flipping the script, let's. Bring the lightning. 